Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. If you've flown on a commercial airline in the U.S. recently, this might sound familiar to you. They won't have flights for the next three days. I don't know what to do. The only flights are way too expensive. I've been stuck for, what, a good 18 hours now? These clips are all from the last year, and it's no secret that it was a tough time to be an airline customer. Here's the FT's Chicago correspondent, Claire Bushy. She reports on the U.S. airline industry. Nearly quarter of the 9 million flights that were scheduled last year were either canceled or delays. And if you put like an extremely conservative assumption that, you know, 120 people on each flight, that's nearly 25 million people who got their flights canceled last year. So that's 25 million people who are angry in an airport. 25 million people. That's a little less than the entire population of Australia all getting stuck and waiting for flights around the U.S. But Claire says the travelers aren't only upset about canceled flights. There's been an explosion in complaints to the Department of Transportation, missing baggage or airlines not refunding money in a timely manner. It's kind of astonishing. It's like five times more than before the pandemic. But here's the thing about the airline industry today. Claire says these problems aren't just because of the pandemic or a broader economic slowdown. They've been brewing for decades. I'm Michaela Tendera from the Financial Times. Today on Behind the Money, we're taking a closer look at the U.S. airline industry. We're going to talk about how we got to where we are now and if there's any chance that we'll see a change in the future. Hi, Claire. Welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. So, Claire, I'm curious. Have you flown recently? And how did that go for you? Yes, I have flown recently, and I am happy to report that it did go smoothly. I visited my colleagues in the New York newsroom at the FT a couple weeks ago. And I was honestly like quite worried, but ended up going smoothly. Yeah, I flew for the holidays and I had, you know, a fair bit of nervousness, anxiety because I was flying when there were a lot of cancellations. My flight did go smoothly, too. I felt like I dodged a bullet. I think that there's a real feeling that air travel has become more unreliable. There was a Gallup poll that was done in August. They found that 37% of Americans had an unfavorable view of the airline industry compared to 27% who viewed it favorably. And that was the first time in more than a decade that that had been true. Usually there's more people who are you know, fans of the airlines than critics. Right. So 
how did we get to where we are now? When I was reporting, the theme that seemed to come out in interviews was that we didn't get here overnight. The United States started regulating air travel in the late 1930s. And it was, you know, it was very expensive (laughs) to fly um, during the jet age and what we often think of as like the golden age of travel. Every country has an airline. The world has Pan Am. On a business trip or a holiday, make your reservations on TWA. But in the 1970s, President Gerald Ford wanted to take a crack at deregulating the industry. And then that cause was picked up by Democratic Senator Ted Kennedy because he argued that deregulation would lower fares and allow more people to fly. And President Jimmy Carter signed the bill deregulating it in 1978. And then essentially overnight, airlines could fly any route they wanted and they could charge whatever they wanted whatever customers were willing to pay. Okay, and so back then, how did the airline industry react to the government's push for deregulation? They must have been thrilled, right? So one of the things that I thought was really interesting when I started reporting this is that the airlines were actually extremely against deregulation. Uh, The Smithsonian has this, essentially a pamphlet from Delta Airlines from the 1970s And the pamphlet says that deregulation would, and I quote, result in concentrating the airline industry in the hands of only a few carriers, of causing service deterioration at smaller cities and in smaller markets, and of jeopardizing the financing of airport developments, end quote. How did that go once the industry was deregulated? What happened? This like resulted in basically chaos. You had dozens of new airlines formed. And they paid lower wages than the established carriers, allowing them to have a lower cost structure, which allowed them to offer fares for much cheaper. And that, in turn, kicked off price wars among all the airlines, new entrants, old players, etc. And, you know, fares plummeted as airlines battled for market share. Because you had all this competition and instability and fighting on price, you had some major airlines go out of business. Complete upheaval for like 15 to 20 years. More big problems for Pan Am today. The airline filed for bankruptcy. PWA would file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy on Wednesday. United Airlines declared it may go bankrupt as early as this fall. American Airlines filed for bankruptcy today. Those bankruptcies really caused the airlines to focus on cost cutting, not investing in their operations, not investing in their people, not investing in IT systems, just, you know, cut, cut, cut. That's kind of when we start to think of the airline seat growing smaller and smaller. (laughs) Yes, it is definitely not your imagination Although, you know, that's really more on the revenue side, because at the same time as they were like cutting back on things, they also needed to increase revenue. And one way that you can increase revenue is by putting more people on the plane. And so if you want to have more seats on the plane, then those seats will get smaller. 
Okay, and emerging out of these bankruptcies in the 1990s and 2000s, airlines were looking to cut costs, and they moved into this new era of consolidation, right? Could you talk a bit more about what happened with that? Yeah, consolidation swept through the sector uh, as these airlines were trying to find a way to financial stability. And so you had lots of mergers in general, but you also had these three mega mergers in which United, Delta, and American all basically swallowed someone who was about the same size as they were. And so you you had fewer options. One of the consumer advocates that I spoke to said that between the four major carriers, which is United, Delta, American, and Southwest, and their affiliated regional operations, they control 80% of the flights in the United States. So then over the last decade, it's kind of been this era of consolidation that we're now living in. Yes. So what has that looked like for these companies, their financials, and for investors during this time? For much of the last decade, the financial picture for the airlines has been improving. And it has been improving to the point that um, they can buy stock back from investors, which, of course, investors love. Between 2014 and 2020, they spent 115% of their free cash flow on buying back shares. So if you're spending money on buying back your stock, that is money that you don't have to invest in operations. Running an airline is a really difficult operation and it it requires capital. I mean, you've got to buy planes for the love of God. So it's a capital intensive industry. And if you're prioritizing giving money to investors, you are going to have less money for other priorities. Right. Yeah. And so as you said, there were these massive stock buybacks in the years leading up to 2020. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. So how did that impact airlines' financials? The COVID-19 pandemic devastated so many industries, but I feel like you'd be hard-pressed to point to one that was harder hit than the airlines. In the United States, traffic of air travelers fell by 90% in April 2020. It was existential for the industry. And the chief executives for all the major U.S. carriers went hat in hand to Capitol Hill and said, the U.S. airlines are essential to this country. They are the backbone of the economy. And legislators agreed. They gave them like an initial $54 billion um, so that they could survive. And they told them, you cannot lay off people. And they adhered to that. But they encouraged early retirements and voluntary leave. And then demand rebounded faster than expected. In 2021, people started to fly again in the U.S. And you started seeing operational problems then. And it has only continued and worsened. Right. And so just to recap everything we've gone over so far. The U.S. airline industry has gone through periods of regulation, deregulation, bankruptcies, consolidation, and a pandemic. These massive bailouts helped to keep the industry afloat when demand was plummeting. But now that demand is back and surging, 
airlines haven't been in a place to meet it. So it's important to say that on top of the airline industry's problems, the industry regulator, which is the Federal Aviation Administration, or FAA, is in rough shape, too. Claire, what's been their role in all this? So the FAA is part of the Department of Transportation, and they are responsible for everything to do with civil aviation. They um, run air traffic control, which is probably the biggest deal, and they also certify aircraft to make sure that they're safe. Unfortunately for the FAA, their staff has been shrinking at the same time that their job has been growing. Civilian airspace is is simply more crowded. There are more flights and they don't have as many people to oversee the airspace as it's becoming more crowded. Okay, then what's the problem here? Is it that they don't have enough funding? The FAA does not receive its funding on any sort of regular basis. It receives its funding when there is an FAA reauthorization bill and getting that passed in Congress can take any amount of time and it doesn't necessarily fund them for very long. They've only had five years worth of funding approved at one time once since 1982. And the problem is when you're an agency that funds large infrastructure projects, a five-year horizon is sort of important because no contractor wants to work with an agency that has one-year funding for a project. It also has had to deal with the fact that as anti-government forces in the Republican Party have become more vocal over the last few decades, there have been many more threats of government shutdowns. And when there is a threat of a government shutdown, the FAA has to stop whatever it's doing and plan for how air traffic control will operate. Wow. This all sounds like a mess. I mean, there's issues with the private side, these airline companies, which we have talked about earlier, and then there's issues with the public side, with the FAA. Is anyone trying to fix any of this? I mean, we didn't get into this overnight, you know? It's going to take a long time to fix. However, there do seem to be some efforts that have come up recently and seem to be gaining a little more traction than they have in the past. For example, there are consumer advocates who are pushing for tighter regulation of the airline industry. That's people like William McGee, who is a senior fellow for aviation at the American Economic Liberties Project, which is an anti-monopoly think tank. And he wants to see Airline passengers have the right to sue airlines over consumer issues because right now the Department of Transportation is actually the only regulator that can administer any sort of punishment to airlines when they screw up on things like having, you know, mass flight cancellations that they are responsible for. There are also a couple Democratic senators, Richard Blumenthal and Edward Markey, who have introduced bills calling for an airline passenger's bill of rights, and that would entitle passengers to some compensation when there are cancellations and delays or if people are involuntarily bumped from a flight. And 
We've also seen the Department of Transportation take a more active role in the regulation of airlines because they sort of are the only sheriff in town. The DOT launched an investigation to Southwest for potentially having unfair and deceptive practices by publishing schedules that it knew it was unable to fly. Now, Southwest disputes this, but the fact that the DOT has launched this investigation is, it is meaningful in that it is showing some signs of life. This legislation that you mentioned that Senators Markey and Blumenthal are working on, if this gets passed, how do you think it could change the industry? If this legislation is passed, it would be a huge deal. It would allow uh, consumers to sue airlines. It would allow attorneys generals to sue airlines. It would give compensation to travelers. So how likely is it that this does pass in Congress? It's very important to point out that as of now, this bill has no Republican support. Similar versions have been introduced before. They have not passed. And so it is possible. Same thing happens again. What might be different this time is we have people who are angry about being stuck in airports. And, you know, Senator Markey said that he thinks the incidents are going to keep happening and that that public anger is going to continue to build and create pressure to actually get this legislation passed. And also Republican legislators fly too is something that he pointed out and also something that the head of the flight attendants union pointed out that most senators and congressional representatives commute by air to their home district. <laughs> and what do airlines think of this? I mean, I know the major airlines have all recently reported their quarterly earnings and held calls for that. Were they addressing these sorts of issues during those? I was honestly surprised it did not seem to come up that much on the earnings calls. I asked the chief executive of American Airlines if the perception that air travel was increasingly unreliable, if that worried him that it would lead to greater government regulation. He noted, you know, the airline would work with government authorities on customer care. And he told people on the earnings call, quote, our primary focus is making sure that we run the best airline we possibly can. That's the way that ultimately we address customers' needs and ensure our customers are being treated fairly. So do you see things going back to the way they were before 1978 anytime soon with the airline industry? I do not see us going back to a pre-1978 level of regulation. I think it's possible that there could be greater regulation of the industry than we have now. I think that consumer advocates got fortunate in their timing and you're seeing a confluence of public anger, a vehicle to focus it, that's the FAA reauthorization, and the very recent memory of exactly how much money the airlines received from taxpayers during the pandemic. So I think it's possible the game could be different this time. Well, thanks, Claire, for being on the show. Thank you for having me.
Behind the Money is hosted by me, Michaela Tendera. Safia Ahmed is our producer. Topher Forges and Manuela Zaragoza are our executive producers. Sound design and mixing by Sam Giovinco. Cheryl Brumley is the global head of audio. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.